Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Today, producer Taylor Seeley answers a question from our youngest question asker ever. My name is Lucy Bentz. I am 12 years old and I come from Goodyear, Arizona. So Lucy, what is your question? My question is, why are there letters on mountains in Arizona, like A Mountain, P Prescott P, and Phoenix Arrow? And is this exclusive to Arizona? And what made you curious about this question? My dad and I always listen to your podcast while driving near Pe- Prescott. So I was like, why do the mountains here have letters on them? Because I've noticed like A Mountain and the Phoenix Arrow. There are at least seven mountains with letters on them in Maricopa County, but we'll focus on three for this episode. A Mountain in Tempe, S Mountain in Phoenix, and Usury Mountain in Mesa. These are the three that Lucy specifically asked about when she submitted her question. Do you know anything about why there are letters? Have you looked it up at all? Not quite, but um, I think I heard like like one thing about it was like, Um, I think they're trying to label the areas or something. I don't really quite remember it because it was a long time ago. And to shake things up just a little bit this week, we decided to bring Lucy and her dad, Paul, along with us to report this out. Lucy, my girl, take it away. A group of Boy Scouts in Phoenix, Arizona, have done a gigantic service to the nation and to mankind, working for five and a half years. That's Lucy Bentz. She's reading a boys' magazine article dated August 13th, 1956. As long as the Empire State Building, the lads carried cement, lime, and dynamite up that mountain and dug millions of rocks to their great job. Bless Air Explorer Squadron 13! It's by Stooky Allen, and the headline reads, Teenage Triumphs, Air Marker, the World's Largest, exclamation point. The article was gifted to her by our guide for the day. So I am Brennan Bosler, a.k.a. Ranger B, and I'm the interpretive or educational ranger at Usury Mountain Regional Park, which is part of the Maricopa County Parks and Rec System. It's me, Lucy, her dad, Paul, and Ranger B. Ranger B has taken the three of us past a no trespassing sign to the base of the mountain. It's guarded because, well... Bring your bulletproof vests. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) There's a gun range at the base of the Phoenix sign here, so uh, that's why we're on this side of the fence. We've made the drive out to Usury Mountain in Mesa, where there's a humongous white arrow pointing west and letters spelling Phoenix on the side of the mountain. Okay, so from the... Are you ready? Uh So regarding the dimensions of this... From the front of the arrow in front of Phoenix to the back of the X, it's 1,000 feet wide. So that's the height of the Eiffel Tower if you were to turn it up vertically. So while bullets were flying, Ranger B shared with us the story of the Usury Mountain sign. 
Okay, so the story behind the Phoenix sign here on the side of Usury Mountain is back in the 1950s, uh, there was a Boy Scout troop. So this Boy Scout troop was under the direction of an ex-World War II pilot that had an interest in creating this sign. And his purpose in doing it was to create an air marker that guided airplanes toward Phoenix. Because you can see where the arrow is pointing to the west and Phoenix is west of us. And so he got this Boy Scout troop together and it took them five and a half years of their free time to come up here and create this sign. What they were actually allowed to do now, this is back in the 50s, I know it wouldn't work today, but these Boy Scouts were actually allowed to use boxes of dynamite, yes, to uh, blast up the rock along the side of the mountain and then assemble those rocks into the word Phoenix. My personal opinion about this sign, my personal opinion is that I would be nervous about getting on a plane with a pilot that needed this to find Phoenix, but uh, anyways. Let's talk about that, because Lucy also seemed a little alarmed at the idea that pilots might need mountain signs for navigation. This thing was built by teenagers. You're about to be a teenager, Lucy. Do you think you'd spend five years moving rocks up a mountain like this? No, I have better things to do. <laughs> I don't want it. I, I think pilots should know where Phoenix is. Um. <laughs> so do pilots really use these signs? Not anymore. Don't worry. You're right. In today's world, Lucy, pilots do know that because they go by instrumentation. They don't use visual markers from the plane to be able to know where they are. But back in the 1950s, especially for single planes, we're not talking non-commercial type planes, they used visual markers on the ground to find their way around. So it was a different era than it would be today. Today, there'd be no excuse to have to use this. So you can rest easy on your next flight. Your pilot isn't searching for landmarks to know where to go. But pilots weren't the only reason hillside letters were put up. A mountain in Tempe, for example, was not put up for pilots. Well, we look at the work of James Parsons, which was published in a journal called Landscape, to get the broader contexts of letters on mountains and buttes. That's Rob Spindler. He's the university archivist for the Arizona State University Libraries. I wanted to talk to him about the history of A Mountain in Tempe. It's located at Rio Salado Parkway and Mill Avenue, about a six-minute drive from the Sun Devil Stadium. Rob told me that mountainside letters began as a team-building exercise between college students. Parsons says that the first such letter was actually installed by the University of California at Berkeley in 1905. And it was an interesting story that he wrote because he indicated that it was viewed as a solution for interclass tensions among students at Berkeley. At the time, UC Berkeley students had an annual freshman versus sophomore brawl. Parsons' article said it was, quote, close to guerrilla warfare. The Hillside Letter was proposed as a solution. And so it was proposed in 1905, the sophomore class proposed to the freshman class that, well, instead of uh, fighting about this stuff, why don't we just work together and install this letter on our mountain and show the pride of our university together? 
and uh, other institutions began to take note of this because there were uh, interclass tensions amongst a number of institutions. So, to Lucy's question in the beginning about whether Arizona's the only place with mountain letters, the answer is no. It started at UC Berkeley in 1905. It wasn't until 1918 that Arizona jumped on board. And so in 1918, you see the N. The N stood for uh, the Arizona Territorial Normal School. And then later, uh, the same institution, our institution, was named the Tempe Normal School. It turns out ASU had a lot of other names before it finally became ASU. At least six that Rob knows of. Well, in 1926, uh, a T was installed. The N was removed and a T was installed to represent the Tempe State Teachers College, which was the next name in the history of Arizona State University. So there's been an N and a T. But when does the A come along? Yeah, uh, the A comes along in 1938, um, and uh, that represents the beginning of the Arizona State College, uh, State Teachers College. By this point, students had developed new traditions around maintaining the A. In those days, it was something that was done uh, at the beginning of the school year, and um, often there were rituals that were associated with different aspects of the work. You know, who got to paint and who had to carry paint uh, and things like that had to do with what your class standing was. And, you know, there, there were a lot of uh, uh, smaller sort of sub-rituals associated with the act of, of uh, installing and painting the A's. If you're local, you've probably heard on the news a few times here and there about how the A is sometimes guarded by ASU students. Some ASU fans camping out to prevent the wildcat faithful from painting A Mountain with U of A colors. ABC 15 Susan Casper shows us the big lesson. My dislike of U of A started when I came here. Tonight we're, we're up here uh, standing guard uh, over the mountain making sure that uh, it stays our ASU gold. It really fills you with that ASU Sun Devil spirit. That whole phenomenon started in the 1950s after the A, which was made up of rocks at that point, was blown up with dynamite. And uh, they never found out who did it. After that, the A was rebuilt with concrete. But the pranks didn't stop. Yeah, we start to see in the 50s and 60s uh, news stories about uh, individuals painting the A in different colors. And uh, traditionally, it has been white for maximum visibility, and occasionally we would paint it gold. Um, for, a specific, for a homecoming game and things like that. But um, other uh, individuals were known to go up there in the dead of night and paint this a red or blue. Uh, and uh, that uh, leads us to suggest that such uh, nefarious activities were conducted by individuals from that university to the south of us in Arizona. Um, that that which shall not be named. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll try not to uh, give them promo. Okay, you caught me. Yes, I am an ASU alum, so uh, go Devils. 
ultimately, there's been a long tradition of, of uh, individuals coming up and repainting the A, and then eventually a student body would um, try to collect volunteers to actually guard the A to keep it from being repainted. And so uh, students, a number of generations of students have spent the night up on top of that butte, uh, especially before the big football game between U of A and ASU, uh, trying to protect it from being painted. After talking to Rob, I was surprised at the history of college-based mountain letters. I wasn't expecting it to be a mechanism for students to better bond. But in retrospect, I think it's a good idea. And apparently, others did too. The idea spread like wildfire. Um, but as we look uh, more broadly at the history of these things, they were uh, also uh, eventually installed by a number of high schools as uh, local civic pride uh, projects. Enter S Mountain, home to the S installed and maintained by Sunny Slope High School students. It's located near Central Avenue and Hatcher Road in Phoenix. The S was originally put up there by a group of high school students the second year of the high school, which was in 1954. That's Pat Wilkinson. I am Pat Wilkinson, Vice President of the Sunny Slope Historical Society. In 1954, Sunny Slope High School students received permission to paint an S on the hill that was located a half a mile to the north. A boy named Gary David stood on the mountain while another student named U.E. Wilson stood on the roof of the school. They used walkie-talkies to communicate to each other, and they began shaping the S out of rocks from the mountain itself. It has gradually changed shape over the years. It used to be more square. Uh, it now has rounded corners and, and that. Like A Mountain, S Mountain has adopted its own traditions. Today, Sunny Slope students whitewash the S every year on the Thursday of homecoming week. It's a huge ordeal, one that involves the freshman class, the junior and varsity football teams, student council, and even the weight training class and fire science class. It takes a long time, but it's a good time. The senior football players, we have to stir the, the powder, and that's why we're up here. Here's audio from a video I found on YouTube of the Sunny Slope students and teachers whitewashing it. Here's what's going on. This is our S. This is how we take care of our S every year. Community gets together. Sunny Slope community, freshmen through seniors, football through media, student council, and we make this thing white, we make it look perfect, and that's what we do. Although there was one year it didn't get painted. One year uh, out of all the years of the high school, it was not painted, and that was because of a practical joke that the two high school rivalries did for each other, so the principal told them they could not paint it that year. But they also do more than just paint it. Every year, during the third quarter of the varsity homecoming football game, the freshman football team hike up to the S and line the perimeter of the letter 
with 288 road flares. When the game's over and the fireworks go off, the varsity team looks over at the mountain. And at that exact moment, the freshmen light up the road flares, illuminating the S. It lasts for about 20 minutes as people exit the game. Word on the street is it can be seen from 35 miles away. Now, unlike A Mountain, which eventually became a concrete letter, the S has remained entirely natural and made out of the original rocks that it started with. And that's because it's actually listed on the Historic Properties Registry. To get on the Historic Properties list, it had to be all material that was from the mountain. We could not use, like, cement or something to build it out of, like the A, the A or the ASU is. Uh, it has to be all the natural products. You can find the bronze plaque establishing its historic status at the base of the mountain. And for the families who've lived in the community for generations, Pat said it means a lot because they had to fight for it. The Sunny Slope community applied for and won historic status in 2011 to guard the mountain and the S from a developer who they thought might potentially demolish it. And the reason we did this was that there was a developer who purchased the mountain kind of to the back side of the S Mountain, wanted to put high-rise townhouses up there. And we got the thought, well, you know, what prevents some developer from wanting to remove the S and develop the rest of that mountain? And so that's why we had it put on the historic properties list. I asked Pat why this mountainside letter was worth saving, why it was worth the hassle of submitting a 13-page proposal to the city of Phoenix to designate it historic. And her answer was one that put the whole notion of mountainside letters into perspective for me. Uh, well, I think part of it is that it was a community effort to do it. You know, it wasn't just one one or two people who had, and, and it wasn't adults, it was students who did it. Uh, and those students have now grown up, they're now, you know, they own businesses, they live in Sunny Slope, they're raising their families, and they most of it goes back to community pride. And it was something different, something fun to do that anybody could get involved in. Over the years, A Mountain and S Mountain have been stable landmarks for generations of Arizona families. We use them when offering directions, like, oh, hey, let's meet at that restaurant just north of A Mountain. We use them for our Instagram photos. We use them for good-spirited school rivalries. To me, they just don't meet the caliber of ASU. And we use them in times of difficulty to show that our community is united. We just don't use them for flight navigation, but that's okay.
Hey, it's me, Kayla again. Taylor, there seems to be a deep story behind each mountain letter you looked into. There really was. I picked this episode because I've lived in the valley my whole life, and I remember hiking as a child wondering why there were letters and, and kind of like what they stood for. But as I got older, that curiosity sort of dwindled, to be honest. I never got the time to figure it out. And so when we got this question, I definitely jumped on it. And that is what shocked me the most, was just learning that there was a backstory to each and every mountain I looked into. Did the story surprise you? Yeah, I think sort of. The idea that it was for community pride didn't shock me, but going back to the start of students installing the letters as a team bonding exercise, I thought that was so cool. And it definitely helped me frame the letters in a new light. I really understood why the letters matter to communities, and I can see how the traditions built around them could and do bring people together. So to answer the basic question of why mountains have letters on them, what's the recap? We have mountainside letters because for one, pilots used to use them for navigation, two, for community pride, and three, as a team bonding exercise between students. Well, that's it for this week. Special thanks to Lucy Bentz, our youngest question asker, for not only submitting the question, but for coming along the ride. We want to hear from all of our question askers and listeners. So tweet at us at Valley101Pod and let us know. If Phoenix put in a new mountain letter, where and what should it be? And if any other students out there have questions, send them on in at valley101.azcentral.com. If you like our show, be sure to rate us five stars and leave a review. Plus, tell a friend or family member about us. All right, that's it for today. See you next week.